The following podcast is for information purposes only and is not suitable for retail investors. Hi and welcome back to our Chart of the Week podcast. Today is Thursday the 21st of September and I'm joined by Tom Banks. Hi Gabby, thanks for having me on. And uh, today we're going to be discussing initial public offerings or IPOs and since uh, 2022, we've seen a huge slump in the number of privately owned companies deciding to go public. Last week, though, um, we saw the British company Arm Holdings, which designs high-powered semiconductors mainly used in mobile phones, but also used by the likes of NVIDIA. Uh, they floated their company on the NASDAQ stock exchange. But before we talk about this, Tom, would you be able to, first of all, briefly explain explain the process behind IPOs? Yeah, sure. So um, a company would decide to undertake an IPO when it wants to raise capital, which could be for a whole range of reasons, um, such as creating wider publicity, could be paying off debt, but in most cases used to fund growth initiatives to expand their business. Um, So this can be an incredibly time consuming and tricky process. And that is why companies will normally hire an underwriter or in many cases, multiple of them. Usually, they tend to be big investment banks to help set an initial price, which reflects the fair value of the company, and the investment banks will help work this out, and then also help with marketing the company to potential initial investors called cornerstone investors. So, well, more recently, the majority of IPOs have not gone well, and with most companies underperforming their initial price, which they are set at, and have also caused huge amounts of volatility with dramatic swings in in prices and so this makes it quite a risky space for investors to target and why have we seen a dramatic decrease in the number of ipos in the past couple of years the reason for this is it's the same reason as it has been for a lot of other slumps in demand in markets that being the worsening economic outlook high market volatility and tightening monetary policies for ipos this is uh say particularly the case because of the emphasis on valuation um investors valuations are largely dependent on you know forward sales forecasts and earnings forecasts and this is of course negatively impacted by interest rates so valuations are generally depressed in a high interest environment the same restrictive environment um, that we've had for the last 18 months which is a key reason why in the last few years company management teams have been holding before making the move to public markets basically waiting for these economic conditions to improve before you know, taking the leap of faith. Okay, so given the fact that there's still a great deal of uncertainty about the economic outlook and central banks on the most part haven't yet started to cut interest rates, why have ARM now suddenly decided to go public? Well, yeah, so against um, this worse economic backdrop I just discussed, equities have actually performed very well so far this year. And we've discussed this many times on the podcast that this has been mainly focused on a, a subsector in technology and increasingly AI. And as you said, ARM is a direct participant in this sector, you know, perhaps not on the same scale of the likes of Meta and Vidya, you know, originating out of small Cambridge, but they are one of the very few British tech businesses which have any global relevance as a designer of these higher power chips, which actually used in 70% of mobile phones worldwide, and now more increasingly being AI driven processes. So part of the reason for the listing now is that it definitely um, it's a time of huge excitement in the technology and AI space. 
And with that comes a large demand for these specially designed chips. And with interest now at a record high, the reasoning, I guess, for ARM was pretty simple that that being the sooner the company lists, the better chance it has to hit a high valuation, which is pretty much the main goal of these IPOs. And we saw the price jump 25% on the day of trading. And even though it has dropped since then, it still remains above its initial price. What significance this could this have on the IPO market, do you think? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think the most important effect will be the effect on other privately owned companies thinking of potentially floating their shares who have potentially been feeling a bit jittery in the last couple of months about the risks involved, especially when the economic outlook is not clear. So they would definitely have their minds put somewhat more at ease seeing someone else go first and being able to weigh up investors' appetite for IPOs, which are normally pretty risky investments. So the ARM IPO was basically kind of like a, a litmus test, which so far looks like it's passed, you know, with the price for now staying above its initial offer and staying somewhat stable. So what should be taken into account, however, is what I'm sure will be also on the mind of the of many of these privately owned companies is that, as I discussed, ARM are not really a typical case and investor sentiment has been heavily influenced over the positivity surrounding AI and it's very position, well positioned in the space. Which, um, what potentially will be more revealing are the IPOs upcoming um, of companies not involved in this sector, one of which we just saw, which is Instacart, um, the grocery delivery company, which also passed a test and was up 40% on the first day of trading showing investors welcoming the reintroduction of big companies listing their shares, which is something we've been missing for some time. And we still have a few more to come with Turo, a car sharing company, marketing automation company, Clavio, and they're currently very much in fashion. Don't ask me why, although my German mother certainly thinks they are shoemaker, Birkenstock targeting an IPO early next month. So it'll be important for not only um, privately owned companies to monitor the outcomes of these, but definitely also investors to watch how the market reacts to be able to better predict predict where um, the market for IPOs is going and where the rebound from the depths of last year is upcoming. So I definitely say it's a space to keep an eye on. I um I like Birkenstocks as well. Uh, um, of, course, yeah. of course. This has been uh, really useful. Thanks, Tom. And I um, look forward to chatting again next week. Thanks, Gabby. See you next week. For professional advisors only, the views expressed are those of Momentum Global Investment Management at the time of recording and are subject to change without notice. Momentum Global Investment Management has used all reasonable efforts to ensure the accuracy of the information contained in this communication, but we cannot guarantee the reliability, completeness or accuracy of the content. This podcast is for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell. Momentum Global Investment Management, company registration number 37330094 has its registered office at the Rex Building, 62 Queen Street, London, EC4R1EB. Momentum Global Investment Management Limited is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority in the United Kingdom, registration number 232357, and is exempt from the requirements of Section 71 of the Financial Advisory and Intermediary Services Act 37 of 2002 in South Africa. In terms of the F. 
SCA FAIS Notice 141 of 2021, published on the 15th of December 2021. For complaints relating to Momentum Global Investment Management's financial services, please contact distribution services at momentum.co.uk. Your capital is at risk.